So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. Thanks for listening. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at SoWeMetOnline.com. I want to reshare one of my favorite stories today. It's sort of a dating story, but it's also a story has a little of everything. Mm. It's a story of a date getting interrupted. Well, two dates getting interrupted. You'll see. It's a story of pets and a pet's place in a relationship. Well, how about we just play it and then we'll discuss. So... We met online. We actually met on Bumble. I was looking forward to this date. It was sort of a long time coming, the first date, because I had been traveling a lot for both fun and work-related things. I still loved my opener to him. I said, you seem like just my brand of weird. (laughs) And he said, that might be the nicest thing anyone has said to me. And I thought, all right, this is someone I could like. I like people who are a little bit eccentric, you know, a little quirky. And there was something about him I just thought seemed quirky. And like I said, my brand of quirk. So anyway, we scheduled this date for a few weeks out, which normally I wouldn't do. But again, I was traveling a lot. We met on a Friday at 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. for happy hour. The first thing he says to me is, oh, what were you doing in Denver and New York? (laughs) Like, how, I was traveling. I said, how did, how did you know I was in Denver and New York? He's like, oh, well, it says on Bumble. <laughs> so Bumble tracks you, yeah. and it says what city you're in at the bottom. So clearly he was checking out my profile, not infrequently. On the one hand, flattered. On the other, creeped. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at profiles before on and off, but I never really paid close attention to where they're currently at and thought, oh, my gosh, they're... Even if you did, though, would you ask them about that? No, probably not. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I was like, I was in Denver and New York. So we're sitting, having a nice chat, and I didn't say in my Bumble profile what I do for a living, that I'm a dating coach. Mm -hmm. Because it's always interesting how people react to that. I mean, obviously, I am going to use the tools I'm best at (laughs) when I am single. And, you know, unless you're with the first person you ever met in your life, everyone will be single at a certain point. Mm -hmm. About 20 minutes into a date, because it's in Washington, D.C., what do you do? What do you do? You know, so he asks me what I do for a living, and I tell him about my job. And, you know, obviously, mind blown. (laughs) He's asking me a million questions about it in a fascinating way. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a really good indication to me what kind of person this is because I've had, and and I've talked about the reactions I've gotten sometimes when I tell people I'm a dating coach, a good reaction is, wow, you're an entrepreneur. You've been doing this for eight years. You must have interesting stories. A bad reaction, I know I've told the story, is when they turn it all about themselves. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to write about me. You're going to talk about me. And the reality of it is the more they do that, yeah, I probably probably will talk about them. Yeah, I get the same thing when I post about the podcast. And then all of a sudden, I've had two women, you know, not recently, but say, Oh, you're just doing research on me and how rude of you. Yeah, I get that all the time. But it's like, 
we got to live a life too. So I'm sharing all about my job. He's asking questions. And at about 5.45, I feel my phone ring. It was in my coat pocket. And obviously, I'm not going to answer it. It's a date, and I don't want to be rude. And I feel a text. But, like, that could be anyone. Technically, I'm still working. I post my work hours at 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Of course, I could be doing anything in those hours. But technically, it was still during my work hours. So, you know, it could have been a client. I don't know who it is. So I let it go. And about 30 minutes later, I feel it buzz again. And this time, I think, maybe I should check this thing. I don't know. So I ask my date. I say, would you mind if I check my phone? Technically, I'm still working, and I want to make sure it's just not an emergency. Right. So he says, of course. So, like, you know when we say, let me just make sure it's not an emergency. It's never actually an emergency. Usually it's your friend being like, hey, dude, what's up? Or whatever it is. You know, we want to grab a drink. So... I pull my phone out, you know, nonchalantly thinking it's going to be my mom or something. Love you, mom. And I see these words, these actual words verbatim on my phone (laughs) from a client. (laughs) You don't know what I'm going to say. Don't laugh yet. I can only anticipate. (laughs) I see the words, call me. This is an emergency. (laughs) And I'm like, I've never actually, I had literally just said, let me just see if it's an emergency. But everybody says that. But then when I see the words, call me, this is an emergency. I'm like, oh my God. So I showed my date. I'm like, look, it's a real emergency. (laughs) So I call my client and this client, I had set up a date for him that day, a first date at six o'clock. He called me the first time at 5.45 when I didn't answer. He called me the second time at 6.15 when I did call him. So I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, is there something wrong with the date? Did she not show up? Are they at the wrong location? I'm worried at this point, right, that there's something with the date. So I call him, and he's in a panic. He's going on a mile a minute. He says he was getting ready for the date, and he heard a commotion in the living room of his apartment. And he comes out to see one of his pet birds <laughs> laying on the ground with a broken leg. Oh. And look, I'm a pet owner and I would do anything for my pets. But when he's, he's saying this to me on the phone, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, the birds, I, I don't know what to do with this information. Bird down. Right? So he's like, I had to rush to the emergency vet and I wanted to get in touch with my date to tell her I wasn't going to show up because I wanted to make sure she didn't think I stood her up. Right. Now, the background is he met this woman on OkCupid. He had actually come, my client had actually come into my office that day to have a coaching session. And in that coaching session, we changed his account information, his login information mm-hmm. on OkCupid so that I could log into his account too, you know, so we could look at it together. Well, he's in a panic. He can't remember the new login information. And he had given her his phone number and asked for hers in advance in case an emergency uh-huh. comes up. And she said, on OkCupid, I'm not comfortable giving my number. Hmm. So let's just meet. I can check OkCupid, no problem. So now my client doesn't have his date's phone number. He can't remember the login information on his account because we had just changed it. And he was calling me to see if I could log into his account to cancel on her and apologize profusely. <laughs> so the whole thing. So luckily... She was able to respond quickly. She was very gracious about it. But he felt terrible, of course. I felt terrible. The birds, I mean, the whole thing. Now, at this point, I'm hitting mute every few seconds while he's talking. And because my date is looking at me being like, 
oh my god and he doesn't know he only hears my side of a story so i'm like cosmo and squeakers what is going on anyway so finally i hang up i tell my client i'll check in on him later i mean i love that he's racing to the emergency vet and so worried about canceling on this like he's a good guy Mm -hmm. you know so i hang up the phone and my date who had just learned about my job what 20 minutes before looks at me and he goes you have the best job ever. <laughs> I'm like, I know, that's true. And he, go, I, he goes, I have to tell my friends that story. Mm. And I said, I think you're obligated to tell your friends <laughs> that story. It's, it's too good. Everything is fine with the date. I tell my client, don't worry about that. Worry about your birds. And we'll figure out the date stuff later. Sure. So later in the evening, my client gets in touch with me that he's back at home. And I call him just to make sure everything's okay because he was pretty rattled. Turns out one bird had uncharacteristically attacked the other bird, oh. which, look, I don't know anything about bird relationships, but I know <laughs> I know Scruffy has been attacked before, and I raced him to the emergency vet. Our upstairs neighbor attacked Scruffy once. Not the, not, not the person, the dog. And Scruffy couldn't open one of his eyes. And I got to tell you, I ran him to the emergency vet because when it's your pet, sure. you do what you need to do. Yeah. I just, I can't relate to birds as a pet. I'm trying to really hard because I want to have as much empathy as possible. But I get the pet thing. So anyway, I check in later. The birds are fine. They're like separated for a little bit. One has a gash. The next day, my client sent me a picture of the birds. They're besties again. It's all good. And luckily, the woman was able to reschedule the date and they went out and they're actually going on a second date soon. And it's funny. I thought of all people, she might actually be pretty sympathetic about this because Mm -hmm. one of her profile pictures had her at some sort of bird sanctuary <laughs> with one of those gloves on with one of those big birds on her hand mm-hmm. so i thought of all the people he had to cancel on because he had to take them to the emergency vet she was the one to be told that squeakers and cosmo were not okay so my date has since told at least two friends he told me about this story even though i wouldn't recommend you know checking your phone too much during a first date or any date. In this case, it was obviously good that I checked my phone and I'm glad everyone's okay, but I got to tell you, that phone call not only impacted my client and his date, but it impacted mine and I think for the better. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know So We Met Online is about to reach our 100th episode? Erica and I have had a blast sharing our incredible stories of dating woes and blissful love with all of you over the last few years. Sadly, this will be our last few episodes. But believe me, you don't want to miss them. Join us on our countdown to 100 as we relive some of the most mind-blowing dates and of course, we save the biggest story for last. Don't miss an episode, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and thank you all for listening to So We Met Online. So I realized this is completely, maybe even inappropriate, but as I was re-listening to this story, it made me think about times where pets interrupted me. Believe it or oh not, God. I was in a very- Compromising? <laughs> compromising position. Maybe we'll take a step back. I had a date come over to my place and she said, well, I can't really come over unless I can bring my dog. And I said, mm-hmm. that's fine. I love pets. Go ahead, bring your dog over. So dog comes over, 
dog's all over, dog calms down a little bit. And as the dog is calming down, we're heating up. And of course, as we're heating up and, and I have my pants down, oh no! the dog all of a sudden starts to lick my no. butt. No, no. Lick your what? Lick my butt. Well, Sniff you know I have the same story. Butt. Oh, you do? Yeah. When was that? Oh, years ago. Did I ever share it on the podcast? No. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. I was with this guy and he 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 loves when I share this story. So Scruffy was outside the bedroom door and he was whining and whining and I tried to like turn the music up and tr- turn the fan up, you know, to drown out Scruffy and finally the guy was like, "Just let him in." Fine. And so Scruffy of course jumps on the bed and all of a sudden the guy goes from at attention to, um, we'll just say yeah. like half mast. Yeah, there and, you go. And he whispers to me, he licked my butt. <laughs> See, I'm like, what are you talking we, about? There we go. And he goes, he goes, Scruffy, he licked my butt. <laughs> His eyes are like huge, like ping pong balls. Cause uh-huh. you know, he was not expecting this. And the funniest part is he goes, and I knew you couldn't reach. <laughs> Uh, it, it totally gives a whole new definition of pets interrupting us. I'm sure there's plenty of people, plenty of people out there listening who have similar stories. Yeah. No, Ken loves when I share that story because it's so ridiculous. And we could not get back in the moment. I think we stopped and watched some Netflix and drank whiskey or something that night. <laughs> but it also makes me think about the relationship, not only the relationship between the two humans, but the relationship between the two humans and then add in a furry friend or or a bird in some cases and what that relationship represents with the other person coming in and how they treat your animals and your pets. Well, that's absolutely true because I do think pets kind of have a sixth sense sometimes and they know who's good and who's not. And I'm just going to share a very short story about a time I went on a date. It was a picnic date with somebody and, you know, it was lovely. He packed a picnic and all of that and a towel and a blanket, the whole thing. We both brought our dogs. So I thought this is going to be great. You know, the dogs will (laughs) have a picnic. We'll have a picnic. And as the date went on, I didn't care for how my date was treating my dog, Scruffy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, maybe this is like, you know, how everyone parents differently, how everyone treats their dogs differently. But he kept saying like, okay, Scruffy, move Scruffy, personal space Scruffy. He's a dog. And Scruffy did like him. And he kept wanting to sort of like snuggle up to him and curl up to him. And at one point it started thundering on the date. So we had to move the whole picnic and Scruffy is terrified of thunder. And I was a little annoyed that Scruffy picked my date instead of me to (laughs) seek comfort. Scruffy crawls into the lap of my date and my date wants nothing to do with this. And I was like, he is seeking protection from you. And the guy's like, well, I have to get up. I mean, he needs to move. I was so turned off by that, especially since he had a dog who was there. Look, is that cause to not see somebody again? I can't answer that question. It depends on what you think. But I definitely didn't think as highly of him based on how he treated Scruffy. It's true. Yeah, it's a reflection, right? On some levels, it's a reflection of how they potentially will treat you, maybe, or treat your things. I mean, even again, if you think long term, 
and you say, okay, we're going to move in together. And maybe you do say, have kids. What is their parenting style? Will they be a good father? Will they take care of my things? If they move in, will they keep things clean? I think there is some of these reflective thoughts that people have, and it can stem from how you treat my dog to how you treat me on a date. And if you're treating my dog differently than you're treating me, that potentially is a red flag for a lot of people, I think. I don't recommend jumping ahead a million steps to moving in, kids, all of that. Really, just in the moment, it bothered me. And I get it. Everybody treats their pets differently. But I almost felt like he was treating his dog nicer than he was treating mine. And I didn't like it. I'll just admit that I did not like it. And how were you treating his dog? Same as I would treat Scruffy, just like, it's lovely to have a pet here, right? you know, and that's when I go back to like, maybe it's just different styles. He was like, I'll tie my dog to a tree while we're having a picnic. And I said, I won't. Right, right. He's, he's not going to wander off anywhere. I'm lucky. I mean, Scruffy always stays within my sight. I realize how lucky I am that I can have him off leash and he will never run away. And maybe his dog is prone to escaping. I, I have no idea, but I felt like that's worse than putting someone at the children's table, you know, like we both agreed to bring our pets to the date. Why not include them? But here's a real question. I have a real answer. Was it really his dog? Oh, of course it was. Maybe he went off to rent a dog. He knew you had a dog. He, he had date plans for a picnic. He needed to impress you. So he went and borrowed somebody else's dogs. He's really not a dog person. And, and he doesn't really know how to engage with dogs. He, he's not a pet person by any means. So he, he went and rented a dog to show up for your date to put on a good show to impress you that he's a dog person. And, you know, now he's got a dog in his lap and he's like, oh, what do I do? I've not been in this situation before. Oh my God. I always said I was going to start a business called Wing Dog for exactly <laughs> there this purpose. There you go. Okay, that is so funny. I'm not going to say what the dog's name was because I don't want to out this person. However, I'm going to give you a similar name because I thought it was completely and utterly strange that his dog's name was, it's not this, but pretty darn close, dog. <laughs> now, I call all dogs dog. I, it's very rare that I will actually call a okay, dog by their but- name. Okay, the dog's name wasn't dog, but it was pretty darn close. You could just guess what it was. But maybe, I mean, look, I don't think you're right, but man, I suppose anything is possible. It makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. On that note, if you have stories about a pet interrupting a date, feel free to leave a comment and we would love to hear your story. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening.